0: Our second reading comes from Luke, chapter 10, verses 1 through 11 and 16 through 20. After this, Jesus appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I'm sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house and if anyone is there who shares in peace your peace will rest on that person but if not it will return to you remain in the same house eating and drinking whatever they provide for the laborer deserves to be paid do not move about from house to house Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick who are there, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watch Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority, authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. We celebrate the written word of scripture. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. We celebrate the living word Christ among us. Thanks Thanks be to God. Please pray with me.
1: Holy God, thank you for all the ways that you accompany us through the whole of life, for all the ways that you welcome us, for all the ways that you bring healing. As we gather around your word, may the Spirit of Christ fill us um, so that we can embody your new creation in and for the world you love. Amen. This morning, we pick back up in our journey with Jesus through the Gospel of Luke. It's been a while. By way of recap, in Advent, we started at the beginning of the Gospel and we looked forward. As Mary sang hope for what God is doing in the world, the powers are coming down, those held down low lifted up. And then through Lent and Holy Week and Easter, we moved with Jesus toward the cross and experienced together resurrection. God birthing a new creation, life stronger even than death, the reign of God, the spirit of the risen Christ alive in us. With that resurrection spirit pulsing within us this morning, scripture takes us back to the journey, the journey with Jesus along those dusty roads as Jesus teaches and welcomes and heals and encourages and challenges and confronts and nourishes traveling the way through and to life. We will weave in and out of that journey over the course of this summer. Remember, From the beginning, Jesus says plainly what the journey is all about. I have come to preach good news to the poor, recovery of sight to the blinded, release to the prisoner, freedom for all who oppressed, and the forgiveness of every debt. Jesus announces the good news and then lives it out. Step by step along the way, he heals, he teaches, he welcomes folks at table. Jesus gathers 12 disciples and sends them out to share in the work. And then even more people gather around his life-giving message, the women who are funding and supporting his ministry and the multitude he teaches, heals, and feeds. It becomes a movement. And in this morning's scripture, Jesus sends out 70 more. 70 more people to bring this life-giving good news and even more broadly and more expansively. We join Jesus on this journey as he sends these 70 out on a journey of their own with good news for a hard and challenging world. We get to listen in as Jesus gives them some advice, some wisdom on the road to life. First, Jesus tells them, pray. I'm sending you out with a message that is life, but I'm sending you into a world that may not be eager to hear it. Pray that God will equip and send those who are needed equip you with all you need, and then go. Get up and go into the world that needs you. Travel light. This is a tough one. Jesus says, oh yeah, and for this journey, don't even take a bag. Don't take a purse. Don't take extra shoes. Travel light. Implicit in that is the promise that what they need for the journey will be provided by God along the way but that involves some trust. And related to that, focus. Don't weigh yourself down with more than you need or with distractions. Focus on the task, focus on what's important. Don't even talk to anyone on your way to your destination. Did you notice that? That sounds strange for those sent on a mission to bring good news. Don't talk to folks along the way, but they're to go to that house where they are welcomed to stay, and to live the good news there in community. Jesus sends them with what someone has called singleness of purpose. Don't weigh yourself down with stuff. Don't get distracted. And then just Jesus gets to the heart of the matter. Bring peace wherever you go. The first thing you do when you arrive on the doorstep, bring peace. And if that peace is received, great. If not, carry it on to the next house. And where you bring and find and share peace, share the good news. This is what it is all about. The kingdom of God has come near to you. This new creation that God is bringing into the world, this turning the world right side up, it's here right now, right here. All around you bring that good news. Let's live that good news now. Embody it. With whomever you encounter, transcend the barriers that the world puts in your way. Now, this may not be as obvious to us in Jesus' instructions, but it would have been to those who first heard them. It's in Jesus' insistence that they eat whatever is put before them. Jesus tells them to go out to bring peace and good news until they find a place, a home that will receive it, and there, wherever they are, whoever that may be, stay there, Eat there. Keep in mind they come from a tradition that puts high value in maintaining dietary rules. You don't eat just anything. You don't eat with just anyone. Put that aside. There is no us or them, no out or in, no clean or unclean. When someone pulls out a chair at their table, you take a seat. And eat what is set before you, wherever, whatever, whoever. Receive the hospitality that opens up to you. And then heal the hurt you find. Tend to the needs that come your way. Engage the lives of the people you meet. And if folks reject you along the way, well, then shake the dust off your feet. All the extra baggage, all the mess you experience along the way, don't let the rejection hold you back. Shake off the dust and keep moving. Keep moving into grace. Pray. Go. Travel light focus, bring peace wherever you go, share the good news, transcend barriers, receive the hospitality that opens up to you, heal the hurt you find, shake off the dust, and then keep moving into grace. That sounds like pretty solid advice for the journey. For them then, and it's not too hard to imagine what that might look like today, particularly that admonition to travel light, particularly in this season of summer travel. This window has opened up in pandemic where for the first time in a long time, folks are setting out to travel. We're remembering what it's like to pack our bags and to set out and it's not too hard to remember what it's like to pack too much. I'm just back from some travel and, and we know those folks, I'm sure not us, who load up a big suitcase And then maybe another big suitcase for a long weekend. Those large suitcases have rolling wheels now, and and we watch as they maneuver those bags through the airports, kind of awkwardly up the escalator. And it's even more complicated in a world where the streets might have cobblestones. There's no hiding it there. I've seen it. It's the those big um, those big roller bags across the uh, across the (laughs) cobblestones. And the only thing that gives me any comfort is that I know that my a little smaller bag doesn't make quite as much noise. And then we know those folks on the airplane too. Again, I'm sure not us, who who are trying to avoid the unjust baggage fee for checking your bag, and so they've tried to cram everything into their overhead bag, and cram it up in that overhead compartment, even though it won't fix fit. We know what that looks like. I remember a friend of mine whose dad said, you pack it, you carry it. Travel light. We can understand how that could be good advice. We're talking this summer about living an imperfect life well. Part of the reality of that imperfect life is that it's pretty certain that we will always be carrying around a bit too much baggage. For some of us, many of us, it may be actual stuff. We live in a capitalist, consumerist culture bent on acquisition, and for those who benefit from those systems, there's always the propensity to acquire more than we could ever need. And there's other less literal, but just as real baggage. We may be carrying around worry, Worry for this world, worry for our families, worry for so much that feels beyond our control. We may be carrying around a past that just won't let us go. Regret. Or maybe we're weighed down by perfectionism. That unrealistic expectation that we can do everything all the time and do it perfectly. The opposite of grace abounds. Or maybe it's envy or self-image and that all-too-easy temptation to compare ourselves to others, or stress, or an obsession with all the screens in our life, our phones, or a to-do list with a month's worth of work that needs to be done all by next week. All of us have some baggage that weighs us down, that keeps us from tending to the places that matter most. There's this great line from the musical Rent, I'm not looking for someone without baggage. I'm looking for someone whose baggage goes with mine. Jesus stands before the 70, sending them out into a challenging world carrying peace and good news and liberation and love, and he says, travel light. It's helpful advice, and there's some real substance there. Look at what Jesus does. Jesus puts at the center of things, at the heart of their journey, what really matters. At the heart of all that Jesus describes, there are these moments where the traveler is welcomed in, the table is set, a place where people gather, Peace is exchanged, good news shared, the weary and hungry fed, the hurting healed, a place where barriers crumble. These are moments where the good news comes to life and we see it, the new creation embodied and alive. At the heart of all that Jesus describes, there is this place to which the traveler can return again and again. This journey is grounded and sustained in community, community that embodies relationships of mutuality and interdependence and healing and life. The 70 set out on that journey and then they return, the scripture says, filled with joy, having experienced the healing power of Jesus in their hands. The love of Jesus at a table with no barrier and no separation in rooms filled with peace. Jesus puts at the center of things what really matters. Everything else, everything else is a distraction. Travel light. Let go of the baggage that holds you back. Focus on what gives life. Bring peace. Transcend barriers. Receive the hospitality that opens up to you. Heal the hurt you find. Shake off the dust. Keep moving into grace. And then and only then can you, can we move through the world nourished and free. This is the good news at the heart of it all. The kingdom of God has come near to you, in you all around you. The Christian tradition has an ancient practice that embodies a practice of traveling light, of letting go. Fasting. And don't worry, I'm not going to suggest a grand fast from food, but at its core the practice of fasting is the practice of giving something up for a time. We choose something to let go of, and we set it aside for a time. For a time, we choose less of things that don't ultimately matter so that we can experience more of the things that do. Kate Bowler describes it like this, we loosen our attachment to the things that weigh us down. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, in our giving up, we experience freedom. We're always looking for a spirituality we can use. So here's the invitation for the week, a practice for traveling light if you want. In the next day or so, think about, put into your words what matters most. Then sit for a while and bring to mind something or some things that feel like they are weighing you down. What is your baggage? What do you need to let go? And then decide on a fixed time. It doesn't have to be forever. Maybe it's one day, maybe two, maybe it's every morning until lunch, a set time to let go of what is holding you back. And then let go of that. For a time, live into that travel light and then when the set time is complete, take some time to reflect on your experience. What did you notice? What difference do you feel? At the heart of this journey, Jesus sets before the 70 and us what really matters everything else is distraction. Pray, go. Travel light, focus, bring peace wherever you go, share the good news of love and life, transcend barriers, receive the hospitality that opens up to you, heal the hurt you find, shake off the dust, keep moving into grace. Do this again and again and again, travel light and keep moving. There is, after all, a whole world to love.